try to do the Arahang, Samasambuddho, fluently enough and skillful enough. You might need it tonight. In any case, even if it's not fluent in your mind, you have many days to do it because while you're hiking, you can continue to chant that as guardian meditation. Or you can also do the second guardian meditation, which is metta, loving-kindness meditation. Now, I told you last night that by chanting the Arahant Samasambuddha, recollecting the virtues of the Buddha, can lead to composure. And in addition, it also gives you some sort of protection against particularly negative spirits. But Arahang Samasambuddha may not be very useful when you encounter animals, especially fierce animals. There's one case of one of our yogis here in a recent retreat. She was walking from DWQ, Dhammavijaya Women's Quarters, which is the two-story building before we reached the trees where we did the first exercise on the Tongkat. As you walk along that road, there is an arc of bamboo. She was walking along there towards the office and she heard something behind her back. There's some sound as though somebody was calling her name or something. It was in the broad daylight, not night. She turned around and she saw this huge monkey. They call it a pigtail macabre. The monkey with a pigtail. Have you seen it around here? Very big size. He's usually a load. And this guy is a bit, in Chinese we say hamsama. He likes to disturb. How was the English translation of hamsama? <laughs> he likes to disturb women. He was behind and she was in front and she turned back and saw her and he was trying to tear off. She turned around and she started to chant around Samasambuddha. No effect. The animal was still trying to scare her, making faces and making very aggressive actions. But she was a very experienced yogi. She has been meditating for many, many years. She stood still, she wasn't scared. She stood there and she started to chant and radiate matter to that monkey. And then the monkey calmed down. And after she did that for quite some time, then the monkey waved at her and went off. It's pretty effective. Also, people who are scared of leeches, especially women, they are very scared of leeches. Very gilly. These slimy, creepy crawlies, when women see them, you know, they start to scream. I've been conducting this hiking retreat for a couple of years now. It has been proven without doubt that if you're scared of leeches and you chant this Sukino Wakimino Hundu chant continuously without any break, then the leeches won't bite you. And it has happened not only once in one retreat, it has happened many times by different yogis in different retreats. And one time we were in Sabah. Sabah is East Malaysia in a very virgin forest. Lots of leeches. 
and we were hiking through the jungle trail. And this lady, she was seeing people in front of her and behind her, all getting bitten by leeches. But no leeches bit her. And she was chanting Suki no Wakimi no Hontu all along. Then she wondered whether it's really true that it's because I'm chanting this or there's some coincidence. So she stopped chanting Sukino and she started to chant Arahang and do open awareness instead. And soon after that, the leeches came for her. <laughs> if you're really scared of leeches, then you better chant that. <laughs> Uh, but you have to chant really with uh, the heart of loving kindness and uninterruptedly. You don't allow your mind to wander off. You keep on chanting that and you will really keep you very composed. But I had also a personal experience with this. One day I was taking a walk in a forested area and I was chanting the Sukino at that time. I was chanting Sukino, I was taking my walk and then there was this same sort of monkey, huge monkey. Uh, very aggressive and he was standing by the roadside in the bushes I didn't notice it but he was just walking walking and suddenly he was just there right there and he was standing up there in the bushes and he was making very aggressive gestures you know like it's gonna scare me off <laughs> if I had ran he would chase me yeah <laughs> But I just looked at it and I kept my cool, I just kept on walking and I just kept on chanting Sukino. He left me alone. But the interesting thing is that he waited for me. And I came back and he was still there. <laughs> he was still there, he was still making these aggressive things. And I just ignored him and I just kept on chanting Sukino or Kimino. For animals, it's more effective to do this, what he called Sukino, Metta, rather than Arahang. Then there's another case of one other yogi who was doing a normal sit-walk retreat here with me. He was in Hokkien. And he went to sit up at Jana Grove Sala, the highest sala that we have above the Buddha Rupa. That place is noted for a lot of interesting things. He was sitting there. He was alone. And then he felt that suddenly there were lots of beings around him. He sensed that there were a lot of unseen beings around him. And he could feel the energy and he didn't feel very comfortable. We started to chant Arahang, Samasambudo, not much effect. So then after he changed to Sukino. After he changed to Sukino, then the beings on the right, they retreated. There were just a few behind him on the left. That's how he felt. This yogi had another interesting experience with a chameleon, the lizard that changes color. Part of my ground rules is not to talk. He was kind of bored, cannot talk. So he was sitting there overlook at the place where we were doing our training just now, overlooking the city. He was sitting there on one of the stools and then he spotted the chameleon in front of him. And so the comedian stopped in front of him and looked at him. And he also looked at that comedian. And then since he had no one to talk to, so he started to chant around. <laughs> he chanted around Samasam Budo. And so the comedian just looked at him. Then he decided to change to Sukino. When he started to chant Sukino wa kemi no hontu, the comedian looked at him. 
<laughs> he was like he was rocking to the tune, <laughs> to the melody, <laughs> and then he, he was wondering whether it was because of this or anything else. So then he stopped chanting Sukino and he went back to Arahan. When he went back to Arahan, the Kimino looked at him, and then he went back to Sukino. And he <laughs> It's <laughs> interesting. Then he came to ask me, can animals really f- understand what we chant? <laughs> I don't know whether they understand or not, but they can feel the metta. Animals are very sensitive to metta. If animals sense that you are afraid and you run, then you've had it, they will come after you. <laughs> I myself have another personal experience when I was in Thailand last June. Well, I was doing a detox course there. And early in the morning, after I take my olive oil, I would go for a walk by myself, exploring places. And I was walking up a small hillock. It was a disused plantation. Some people had opened up the place, and up at the hilltop, there was an abandoned resort. I was just exploring. I'd never been there before. I just walked up the path. The path was very overgrown. There were bushes all on the left, on the right. It's still a path, but it's quite overgrown, but I can still walk across it. I walked along the path up to the, the abandoned resort and then came down. As I was coming down, I heard some rustling in the bushes and the very familiar snot of a wild pig. There are lots of wild pigs here and we often meet them when we go down. But usually wild pigs, when they hear you coming, if they spot you, they will snot and they will run off. But this one did not run. I heard the snot, I heard the rustle, and I was wondering how come this one did not run off. But as I was approaching that bush, then I saw one wild pig coming out from that bush. I noticed that it was a female. But its teats were all dry, so I thought, well, can't be suckling any piglets. Because if they're having piglets, they're more aggressive. Anyway, it came towards me, it was about so far away and he walked towards me snorting and I stood there it was a secondary forest we don't have huge trees like that it was an overgrown plantations the biggest tree was about three inches diameter I just stood next to that tree just in case it charged at least some protection (laughs) better than nothing (laughs) so so I stood there (laughs) uh, behind that little tree and both of us stared at each other. <laughs> at that time, I was started chanting, chanting Sukino in all the six languages, six translations, <laughs> as well as actually radiating meta to that pig. And she stood there and looked at me and sniff, sniff, sniff. And I kept on chanting and kept my cool. I didn't want to run. Didn't yeah, I was scared at all. Then after some time, she took a step towards me, as though to scare me off. But I stood my ground, I didn't move. I just stood still and continued to radiate metta to her and chant. I chanted in my mind, I didn't do it verbally. Then, after some time, she decided to retreat. So she went back into the bushes. So I waited for some time, for a few minutes, and I thought the coast was clear. I should have known better because if she had gone, I would have heard the rustling. But she didn't go. I didn't hear the rustling, but maybe I was too impatient. 
just after a few minutes, I thought the coast was clear, so I went down the same path because no other way down. I tried to keep away as far away from the bush as possible, but it's only about here and there. All bushes you can't cross. I kept away, and it's about there, and then suddenly two piglets came to see me. Two cute piglets. They came out very inquisitively, trying to find out who is this guy. <laughs> the mother even more, and she was inside there, and she was so concerned. She started to snort again, and started to make sounds. And I saw that, hey, there's another bigger one inside there. That's probably the father. <laughs> but the father is not so aggressive, because male. Probably the mother is more protective. But anyway, I just walked slowly and steadily, still radiating meta while I walked and keeping an eye on whether she would chase me or not. <laughs> but no, so I got away safely. So meta is very important. In fact, the Buddha said in the Sanghita Nikaya to the monks that if a monk is well-versed in metta, skilled in metta, then he will be safe from Mara and his hordes and his army. If you want to go to the forest, it's very important. If you want to go anywhere where there are wild animals or there are wild spirits, it's of utmost importance that you must master metta first. That's why forest monks are actually required, according to the commentary, to chant the Kanda Sutta and the Metta Sutta twice a day which we will be doing later. Kanda Sutta is about this protection for snakes and other creepy crawlies. I had one experience with this when I was staying in the forest in Nyama, in a hermitage, staying alone. In the evenings, usually I would go out from my hermitage to the fields to watch the sunset because I was doing some research on the sundial and looking at sunset and sunrise, how it changes according to the season. So I went there to record the time. And usually I would leave the door open so that the mosquitoes would come out. In the evenings, when you leave the door open and you come out, the mosquitoes will come out. I did that. But on that day, for some reason, I didn't open the door. I left it closed and I went to the field and I came back. And when I came back, I saw a black cobra. A black cobra was trying to get into my room. He was trying to find ways, crawling upwards to the door and then going to the side. I saw this cobra there. And I stood outside and I talked to it in Burmese, saying that, hey, a long one, you're not supposed to be here. Please go away. <laughs> He didn't really listen to me, so he was just still crawling around trying to get in my room. And then I talked to him for some time, and then after some time he decided to go to the back of my kuti. At the back of the kuti, there were some pieces of wood there, and he stood there, and he called up, and he started to open up his hood, and started to hiss at me. At first he didn't hiss at me, he didn't open up his hood. It's only when he went to the back and I stood there and he was there curled among the pieces of wood and he started to open up his hood and started to hiss at me. I saw one long stick there and I was thinking, well, perhaps I should take a stick and scare it off. But then on second thoughts, I thought, well, 
if I use a stick, then there's no meta. So I shouldn't use a stick. So I just stood there and I started to chant, Kanda Parita. She will be chanting afterwards. After I chanted that, and I think I didn't even finish chanting that, then it started to lower itself and then it crawled away from the building. I lived at that time in Upper Burma, so it's a very dry climate, and we don't have grass like this here. It's not dense, it's very sparse grass on clay soil. So I watched it, and then it sort of crawled, and I thought that it went underground to a hole in the ground. After it disappeared, I went to check, and I didn't see any hole in the ground. It didn't just disappear under the grass because, as I said, the grass was very sparse. Then I looked and I went down there. I said, I don't see any hole. I squatted down and used my hand and started to touch the ground to make sure that there's no hole. There's no hole. And then I reflected and I thought, actually, he didn't really go into a hole. What happened was that it crossed into another dimension. It was as though there was a line drawn on the ground, an invisible line, and that part of the body that goes beyond the line you cannot see. <laughs> and then it just, the whole thing just disappeared. <laughs> I shared this with one English monk that I met in Kosumui recently, one forest monk, very senior. He told me that he's heard such stories also from forest monks. Actually, you have a lot of strange things happening in the forest. <laughs> but you better be armed with metta. <laughs> there are many ways of practicing metta. The most traditional way is the one prescribed by Visuddhimagga, where you send metta to yourself and then to someone whom you respect and then someone whom you love, someone who is a medium person, who is a neutral person, and then you send it to your enemy. And then after that, you send it in to groups of people and then in all directions. That will take you a long time. I've taken a shortcut. And I base this on the Karuniya Metta Sutta, where we'll be chanting up to this and you can see where it comes from. There's just a little verse, just two lines at the beginning of it, where the Buddha, first of all, started off by telling us the prerequisites of a person who wants to practice Metta, all the good qualities of the person. After telling about the good qualities, then immediately he goes on to chant this, Yasukino wake mino huntu. I just make use of this and went straight to metta without having to go through the different steps that were prescribed by the Bisuddhimagga. This is a straight path, straight from the Sutta too. So here, all you need to do is to, when you chant, to understand what you chant and to do so with a feeling of metta if you can. Understand the words and try to radiate metta to all beings. Any being, seen or unseen, everybody. Again, like Arhang Samasambuddho, Disukinova Kiminohuntu should be chanted like a samatha exercise, which means you just focus on that, keep on chanting that whatever you're doing until you're familiar with it. When we go hiking, as I said just now, you have three options. You can chant Arahang, you can chant Sukino, and you can do mindfulness, open awareness. I will teach you open awareness tomorrow. Focused open awareness and unfocused open awareness, or panoramic open awareness, which, because we're going to use both when we are hiking. But for tonight, 
You just need to do Sukino. Very simple. All you need to do is to follow the chant and understand what it means and try to evoke the feeling of metta. How many people here are not familiar with the Pali? Are you familiar with the Pali? No? You? No? Then you have to look at the book. Page 6. Page 6. Can you see? Tsukino wa kemi no honto. Can you see that? So I'm going to give you a word-for-word translation so that when you chant, you understand what you're chanting. Tsukino means well. And kemi no means secure. Well and secure. May all beings be, and Sukino wa kemi no hontu means may they be. May they be well and secure. And then Sabbasatta, the next line, means all beings, and Bawuntu means may they be, and then Sukitata means happy at heart. Happy within yourself, happy at heart. As we chant, you try to remember that, and do so with feeling, and you try to radiate it all around you. We do it for 10 minutes. Because you'll be doing this chanting a lot. You don't have to do it very much tonight. We just do it for 10 minutes and then after that I come back and then we'll do the closing chants and then you can retire early. Tomorrow we're going to start at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. come here and then Yuan will lead you all on the mindful stretching. You need to loosen your limbs before you go hiking and also to wake yourself up. You will do about 15 minutes of stretching, then you will do the chanting of Arahang and Sukino following the recording. And I will come at around 6.30 to do the open awareness. And then after that, we will go out to the rooftop to do the panoramic open awareness. We will chant this for about 10 minutes, and then I'll come back and we'll do the closing together.